Iceland seems like a nice country. Now, if you're like most people, you've never given much thought to the place, other than some vague understanding that it gets really dark and the women might be hot. But I recently heard three fascinating things about Iceland, which in turn prompted me to write about one of the most interesting people I met in my career. The first thing I was told about Iceland is that a local genius there invented one of the first dating apps. He did it out of necessity. It turns out Iceland is so sparsely populated that you need to be careful you don't accidentally screw your cousin during the long winter nights partying. So this guy created an app that you log your DNA into, and when you bump phones with someone, you can tell whether any potential offspring will have three heads or whatever. The second thing to know about Iceland is that it was the epicenter of the 2008 global financial crisis. The reason I understand Iceland's role here is that I worked at one of the hedge funds that profited from it. As a trader back then, I really didn't care what I was buying, selling, shorting, or covering. I just wanted to do that one job as well as I could. I didn't know anything about the investment process, nor did I care what happened to the stock after I executed it, as long as the account was making money and everything was fine. That said, I'd occasionally get to know one of the analysts better, usually when they showed some interest in the trading desk. Let's call one of them Gunner. The name is like Smith or Gupta, but for an Icelandic guy. Gunnar wandered down to the trading desk one day and started asking questions about what we were doing. Happy to have someone show a genuine interest in our operations, I began explaining what adverse selection means. And he suddenly says to me, You smell like you drink alcohol. Well, that's an odd thing to say, but actually, yes. Yes, I do. I've never gone drinking with an American before. You will take me with you? Now, Gunner was a weird guy. Sometimes I'd come into the office and he'd be standing ramrod straight in the hallway, just staring at the wall, lost in thought and absolutely unresponsive. But I like weird people. So I said yes again and told him to meet me at the Spotted Pig at 6 p.m. Six o'clock rolls around and we're getting after it. The Quantum Fund is up 10% on the year while everyone else is losing their shirts around us. So we have reason to celebrate. Gunner matches us drink for drink and eventually begins to loosen up. We compliment him on his investments, and he even gets uncharacteristically arrogant. By the time the two of us go outside for a cigarette, he's puffing out his chest, and he starts up a conversation with an Irish guy outside. The guy asks Gunner what he does, and Gunner says, I'm a rock star. The Irish guy looks bemused and says, I'm a rock star too. We go back into the bar, and later on, the two of them soon strike up a conversation again. They talk for like an hour, and as we're leaving, the bartender asks us how our Icelandic buddy knew Bono. To this day, I don't think Gunnar knew who he was talking to. A few months later, Gunnar comes down to the trading desk and asks me what I do to stay in shape. He had decided that since he had just turned 30, for longevity reasons, it was time to start an exercise routine. I tell him he needs to join a gym, and I give him the name of a place near his apartment. Skip forward six months, and I run into Gunner wearing a t-shirt. The guy is ripped. I mean, it's crazy the transformation that he's undergone. If I said he had put on 25 pounds of muscle, I wouldn't be doing him justice. I ask him how he did it, and he looks at me like I'm an idiot, and says that of course he went to the gym like I told him to. I press him for detail, and he says he walked in on the first day and saw someone who looked really healthy. So we went over to the athlete and asked him what sort of exercises he was doing to be in that sort of shape. They ended up working out together for six months, and that's what happened. He says the guy's name is Colin. Colin Kaepernick. Gunner worked out with Colin Kaepernick, 
thinking that's what people did at the gym. So what I'm trying to impress upon you is that Gunner is a strange guy with no understanding whatsoever about how normal people conduct themselves in public. Now, before I explain how he helped destroy the world in 2008, let's spend a minute on why Iceland was the canary in the coal mine for the financial system. For a multitude of reasons, in 2007, Iceland had higher interest rates than the rest of the world, and therefore was part of what is known as the carry trade. This is when traders will sell one currency with a low interest rate and buy another that yields a higher interest rate. The difference between the two streams of income is basically free money. When they bought the Icelandic currency, which is known as the krona, they had to do something with the capital, and it inevitably found its way into the three big Icelandic banks. The Icelandic banks then took this money and invested it in illiquid assets all around the world, shoveling money into obscure financial instruments like coal into the Titanic's boilers. This continued until the Icelandic financial system was something like 10 times as big as the real economy there. By 2008, just as people were starting to get a bit nervous at all this leverage in the system, the heads of the major Icelandic banks were invited to a roadshow with Lehman in New York. A roadshow is when senior management leave the C-suite to pitch their overseas investors and update them on company news. We send Gunnar along to the roadshow almost as an afterthought. There was a lot of investor interest in Iceland, so there's hundreds of hedge fund managers at this lunch, which had to be expanded to three or four conference rooms with television set up so everyone can listen at once. About halfway through the presentation, Gunnar gets a chance to ask a question, and he stands up to inquire whether the three large banks still believe in elves. You heard that right. Elves. The last thing you're going to learn about Iceland is that the people there believe in elves. Like in The Lord of the Rings. The executive at the microphone sort of stutters unconvincingly, but Gunner's not finished with the poor guy. He asks why investors should believe anything they're being told if the CEO thinks there are elves running around his house at night and that 13 ugly trolls visit their children on Christmas. It's lost to history what the CEO has to say about this, but it wasn't good, and either way, the damage is done. Every one of those hedge fund managers at the conference goes back and reverses their Icelandic krona carry trade. There's a run on the banks, which have something called duration risk, which means there can be a fatal mismatch between their assets and liabilities. Basically, they can't get their money out. Relative to the size of its economy, Iceland's banking collapse was the largest experience by any country in economic history. This rippled around the financial system, carrying investors out with it, and plunging the world into recession. And that's how Gunnar blew up the world.